Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on New Player Has Joined, Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and Echo the Dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is working on yourself. How to do it. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm here with the beautiful and talented Aisha Holden. Hi, Hi life friend. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Me, you, and Kimmy need to have a dinner again. We do. Because she texted me the other day, and now it's just coming top of my yes. head. Let's do it. I'm just saying shit out loud to you. <laughs> um, for it. Friends, if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. We are also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And at Aisha Renee Fitness Bay. <laughs> Bay spelled B-A-E on Instagram. Yes. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram. Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook. We have our friend back. Yay. Hey. Can I say friend? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope so. I know. If not, that would suck. I know. That would be suck. so awkward. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. Like, the last episode was kind of <laughs> bullshit, you guys. That's what we just... It's none of this is real. Right. It's all fake. Don't give away my secrets. Yeah. This is how you're going to get me back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, VP of current series at Warner Brothers and my ex-boyfriend, Chad Kennedy. Hello. 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 Um, how many times a day do you get that you look like John Legend? Uh, a day? <laughs> at, only once. Oh, okay. Only that's once a, a day, but a that's a lot. It is yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you like it? Or I, love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He's the hot. sexiest man alive. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that, that's not a, that is not an insult. <laughs> yeah. No. He's hot. I dig it. I, um, I go for it. So we are talking about personal development. Mm. <sighs> it's Valentine's week. Mm. So there's a lot of shit in the air. Yeah. And love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I.e. shit in the I air. mean, if you're single on huh. Valentine's Day, maybe it's an opportunity to focus on some personal development. Hey. Yeah. You know, maybe. And you and I, I'm pretty sure, have had conversations about Valentine's Day. I'm not the like biggest the fan of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which I know you don't like. No, I, no, I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't think that that's entirely true. That I'm not a fan. Uh uh-uh. uh I don't think well, that's true. Is that is that is that the is that the story that she's been telling everybody? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well yeah. I mean, as in that I don't I don't totally like care for it. In 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 a context of like it's really a very consumer esque day. Mm-hmm. I remember that line. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. No, it's no, it's it's so consumer driven. No, like no, Valentine's Day. It's not important. It's not important. But what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Just I don't know. But what what are we doing? What's what are we doing? What's the plan? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, because if you are in a relationship, then you got to know if you're going to do something or not. Yeah. By the way, no expectation. (laughs) We could be doing nothing. I just want to know. Do you not love me? Right. Is yeah, that right, what this right. is? Is, this is that what's happening? The... That's all. I just wanted to know. 
Just cool, want to cool, be cool, clear. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I mean, still like attention. No, of course, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? And that's the irony. Is like I, I don't. I, I hate Valentine's Day. Damn. I'll tell you why I hate Valentine's why? Day. I don't like being told when, oh. how, or where to be romantic. I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I like I like being able to go, you know what? You're just an incredible human being and I want to do something special for you. And then suddenly you give me a date. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I got I gotta come up with something special for this date. Right. The specific guy's like, that's too much. It's a I lot. Don't, it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I don't like that people equate their self-worth to the date. And that's what Oof. I think the thing that really bugs me. Mm-hmm. It's like I've had more Valentine's Day single Same. than in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I fucking love myself. I'm like, so what? Like I l- I, I also even hate the idea of Galentine's Day. Wait. But I have it. I'm, Galentine's I'm doing, I'm doing a Galentine's. Oh, ga- gals, gals, Galentine's. Like with your girls. Which is cool too, but again, it's just yeah. sort of like, oh, let's fill some vo-. I'm like, why? Sure. We're good. Yeah. Just let's hang out to hang we, out. There is right. no Broentine's Day. No? That's not right. a thing. What do guys do? Do you guys ever if, We order if a if pizza? Like a, we play video games. Right. <laughs> watch a movie. So still hung over the pizza. Oh my god. Does that sound great? So good right oh, now. I'm so Fuck. sorry I brought it up. <laughs> I'm like this whole conversation now. I'm gonna be thinking about pizza. I've got pretzels, but those will not play well on <laughs> on mic. Oh, I'm God. sorry. You're 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 done. <laughs> so so guys, just yeah, they don't. They, would you ever do? Do guys ever acknowledge it that like oh single? single. Yes, but not in the way that you probably are imagining. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really more, hey, what are you dumbasses doing on Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah I'm single. I'm just staying home. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little, a little bit. There's a, yeah, it's an opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, like, bit, is there is there pressure for dudes to not be single on Valentine's Day? The way I think girls might feel? I mean, I, pressure, I wouldn't call it pressure. I wouldn't call it pressure uh, from any... From like your friends, like yeah. or you know, that's that's not where the pressure is coming from. I mean, if anything, it's oh god, I'm not getting laid this year. Ah, uh, it's one sure. night of the year that yeah. I guarantee not right. to get laid is because I'm single on Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. Yeah, or like, you can go yeah. out with a bunch of other single people. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Where, more where, where where does that? I was unaware. You educate us, Aisha. <laughs> people know. People go to people, events. Yeah. There are tons of like There's just events on on V Day, so yeah. that people, people yeah, yeah, for single people, yeah. not like singles events, just like right. shit that's going around exactly. town, right. just to keep you know. You know, I did. I was a I was a big fan of Lost. Lost oh, was uh, one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Still is one of my favorite shows. Mm. If you're listening, Damon. I love you, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I used to have there was a couple of years in a row that Lost aired on Valentine's Day, uh-huh. and so I had a Lost for something to do on Valentine's Day party two years in a row. Oh, that's and, awesome! Uh, and uh, you know, some people got some people actually found each other there wow. at those parties. Not me, not me. Not I me. Not. It I was. Is so I walked. Fun. I walked in as single as I was when I walked out. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel from the Kind of Dating Podcast, where celebrity expert and generally cool guests and I break down one dating topic per episode and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Because seriously, who says they're in a relationship anymore? With over 100 episodes, there's something for everyone. We cover everything from how to slide in her DM to sex addiction and codependency, Peter Pan syndrome to friends with benefits with guests like Bollywood superstar Sonny Leone to comedian Laura Clary to time person of the year, Dr. Wendy Walsh therapists, and even my own parents. As a reformed commitment phobe, my guests and I say it like it is. We laugh a lot, but we also get mad deep. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe to Kinda Dating on your favorite podcast app or check us out at kindadating.com because we want to help you get it in. I mean, find love. It's so funny because unless I'm in a relationship, I genuinely do not even think about Valentine's Day. And like I only thought about it this year again because I was like, oh, Karina always reminds me to be good about like an editorial calendar. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, we should do a Valentine's Day episode. Then I'm like, how many times can we say the same shit over and over again about like, here are gifts that you can buy yourself on Valentine's Day. Or, you know, like I hate those like cheesy episodes. That is such a sad headline. (laughs) There are some things to buy yourself. Remember, you can love yourself on Valentine's Day too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but how many times can you do those listicle type episodes? No, Um, No, this is much better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the guest. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, in the last episode, we were talking about breakups, mm-hmm. and and we had mentioned that in in the Cosmo article I read, uh, right before Valentine's Day mm-hmm. is right. usually when people break up, 
Or is it, what did I say before or after? Before. Uh, before. Yeah, okay. before. Before, yeah. I'm glad you guys know what yeah. I say. After? That's too late now, <laughs> No, man. yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You remember 28-year-old? Oh, yeah. So the person that Lauren set me up with was after 28? was 28. Thanks, Lauren. No. It was, it, I was like, what are you doing? And yeah. she was like, no, no, trust me. I was like, mistake. But anyways, it, the breakup happened because of Valentine's Day. So on Valentine's Day, he had uh, some massive freak out, basically, where, again, I didn't give a shit about Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then he planned this, like, dinner and blah, 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 and then got me to meet his mom was that on Valentine's Day? A couple days before. Wait, how long, how long have you guys before, been dating by this point? Five and a half months. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right, that's not insignificant. Uh, no, it was fine, but we, but it wasn't, we were never official because he was the person who was having like the title, whatever, but he was like, I'm not dating anybody. I was like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and, um, but, but there was a point where it was like, um, he had never had anybody meet his parents right. and... For, he chose to introduce me to his mother uh, a few days before mm. Valentine's Day. And then Valentine's Day came up, and he's acting super, super weird. And I'm like, oh, why are you acting weird? You know, like during the dinner, he's like getting all huffy and puffy. And I was like, what's happening? Like, yeah. It was no fight. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? And then, so like obviously a fight erupts from somebody being a little bitch. And so then— um, so we didn't have sex on Valentine's Day. Because, fucker, I was like, I was like, no, you're not ruining my fucking dinner. <laughs> and then <laughs> making me, su- subject me to this shit. Right. Um, and then I found out that, like, his mother, who had introduced me to, uh, had basically said to him, so, like, you must really like Tasha because you've never introduced, like, us to anybody. And he just had a freak out. He was literally like, my mom said that to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, 28. Exactly, Right. right? Freaked out, pissed me off. Right. And so, like, basically broke up the day after Valentine's Day. Because I was like, I was like, what? Yeah. Because then the conversation came up, like, I mean— I mean, I, I don't even know what's happening. What, what even are we? Are we even in a relationship? And I'm like— Dude. <laughs> I literally was like, really? Dude. <laughs> really? We're not, we're not in a relationship? Yikes. I'm like, okay, while well, you're telling everybody, I'm your girl. And and you introduced Offering, me to your mother. Yeah. And your mother was like, huh. And it was so funny because, you know, Valentine's, obviously, we know the date, February 14th, 14th. Christmas was just before. And I'm so, like, I wasn't sure because we weren't in a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you and I were in a relationship. Yeah. He and I weren't. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do for Christmas. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> I got him a mug and a t-shirt. <laughs> like, Really cool mug sure. that he wanted. That he wanted. Um, like Did, it was like he was in the Marines and he was a Tash. former. I know, no, but then no. Like, you know what his? No, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. You got me a mug and a shirt for Christmas. Oh. No, did I really? Yes, you did. Oh, she's got an mo. What did I do? What did you, I get you, you? You got me the um the the tea. Oh my tea god, cup I didn't even know this. With BB the BB8 teacup, you got me that. And uh, and a shirt from uh, from oh god what was it Hugo Boss I think I yeah, mean look it was a I real nice shirt. shirt it was a real yeah, I still but, wear that shirt no. I don't I don't give a fuck okay, right. hello. that's a nice shirt <laughs> wait and pause. I drink that I drink out of that tea all the fucking <laughs> wait, time pause. I love that cup pause that was a real like we had decided now we had decided <laughs> an amount cut off and we had spoken about how much we were going to spend and we yes i remember this it's true and this that's is all true. why i'm just i'm just commenting still, on the went, it's just an interesting coincidence saying, is all i'm saying but you i got you a nice dress shirt now, it now is i'm so nice i and, love and that shirt you're into star wars and i, I got am you, like, into star wars thoughtful. and by the way on top of that the little bb8 cup has a little top on it uh-huh. so you can put the the head of bb8 on there which is perfect for steeping tea which uh. I also love, which I also really appreciated. This is me telling you it was a great gift. I just find it funny. And this is a comedy dating podcast. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's hilarious (laughs) that you got the same gift. But I didn't, well, this other person didn't get like a nice any. That's what I'm saying is like I got like a t-shirt for him and a a marine mug because he used to be a marine. And (laughs) and we didn't talk about Christmas gifts or anything. So I was like, I 
I don't know what to do, yeah. but now Christmas is here where you and I were in a relationship. 100%. We spent it together. Yeah, like we, totally. we did stuff. What did he that give you? Was, <laughs> so for the person who was oh, like, this isn't, this I don't know what this is, <laughs> comes over and basically offers me a trip to Hawaii to his dad's house. Damn. And I was like, huh? And I was just like, Wait, is well, he here's- still single? Because <laughs> I could use a trip to Hawaii. Well, the, the worst part is we didn't get to go, so oh, I'm like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. So here I'm like, I'm like, here's your mug, t-shirt, stuffed in mug, and and then it's oh. like, so then you can understand for me yeah. that like February 14th comes around. Oh gosh, this is and, triggering. And this person is like, oh, freaking out. Yeah. What is this? I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Um, oh, well, we really digressed. Yeah, we're never um, getting on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. But I had to tell that story because of Valentine's <laughs> Day. Oh, um, right. That's true. So it is on topic. It's on topic. It's on topic. I'm yeah. never also going to ever get anybody else a mug. <laughs> 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 but I promise yours had thought into it, it. Did. we talked I, about it. I love those gifts I keep those gifts I use those I gifts them. all the time <laughs> it's been years since we broke up and I still appreciate the gifts and remember who gave them to me so high go. five <laughs> um, okay. okay so what do we mean when we're talking about working on ourselves uh, yeah <laughs> here's okay so this is how I'm going to transition us um when i googled this definition i was like let me just see what it says like for personal development and it said in a work setting it refers to those activities that improve improves a person's talents potential employability consciousness and ability to realize dreams and create wealth Mm. in short it's what you do to improve yourself and your prospects in life Mm. and that's always we always talk about personal development in a career right sort of setting but we don't ever talk about it (laughs) in what the actual personal part of that means which is like life and what you are outside of work um and i think you know even demona who's come on the podcast before who's a dating coach um always says like people got to take a relationship like a job and it is you got to put in that much work and effort into it um and people think it's supposed to be easy and yes there's an aspect of it that should feel like it's not hard yeah. work, right. but you're it's putting work. in work. Yeah. And my know? therapist likes to say relationships aren't easy. They're worth it. Mm. Ooh. Wow. And if it's not worth it, then you shouldn't Damn. be in the relationship. Good old therapist. I fucking love therapists. Ah, she's the best. That's the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Development. yeah right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So why is it so important for us to work on ourselves? Be. Well, I mean, I can tell you why I think it's super important. Yeah. Um, because we're, we all went through shit. Yeah. All of us. Every single one of us had some shit that we went through when we were kids yep. that, you know, created, you know, traumas that we developed unhealthy um, uh, coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to deal with. And they influence every aspect of our lives. We've all been through it. And the only way to break yourself free from that experience and to actually heal is to develop yourself and you know you can't really do it until you're an adult but then you then you're an adult and suddenly now you are responsible for everything mm-hmm. that you do and who you are yeah so yeah i think you and i were talking about the book right body keeps score we were yeah, yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or in the other one um oh i'm reading it and i freaking forget the name how to change the brain oh yeah or yeah something like that yeah. um changing the brain maybe um both are really, really great books about that, about how your trauma basically gets held in your body, mm-hmm. and that's why we end up having all these PTSD sort of responses. Mm-hmm. And it, that's something I have definitely had to work on in certain relationships, like with 20, 28-year-old, when I heard certain words repeated yeah. that reminded me of things in the past, he's like one of the few people like I, I yelled at. Mm-hmm. And, and I... Where I was just like, you dumb. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. I even said that. I was like, are you dumb? Which is like not the nicest, you know. And that's where I had to learn like, oh my God, I got to make sure that when I'm in the that zone of like trigger. Yeah. That's where I got to work to, you know, reshift the the brain processes and whatever. Um, But that's like a personal thing I'm working on. Right. Um, yeah. Of being able to hear certain phrases and and behaviors yeah. if something 
seems like the same behavior as what I've seen before, it can be really triggering. I think that's for a lot of people, which is why dating, again, is, always comes back to feelings. Yeah. And it's just like managing your feelings because you can be on a date with somebody and they say something that reminds you of something else. And, um, and it has nothing to do with you, what nothing. they said or how you're feeling. It has nothing to do with – and you're not reacting because of something that they did, really. Mm-hmm. It's about something that you experienced and then all of a sudden – it's not even you having a conversation mm-hmm. with them. It's your demons having a conversation with their demons. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It is that. Yeah. Um, so how do we start working on ourselves? What are the first things you did? Because you've been sort of, you said that you were on sort of a journey. I'm still on the journey. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like uh, the minute that I stop working on myself is, you know, the minute I die. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're we should all be, I personally believe we should all be on a, journey for, you know, self-improvement. Why not, why not live the best life you can? Mm-hmm. My my goal in life is to um, no longer be subject to my emotions, that mm. my behavior is my choice, that if I'm going to be an asshole, it's because I want to be an asshole, not because I just mm. reacted to a situation. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's an ongoing journey that I, you know, remain on. But, uh, but I think that, that the first step is to is to is self-awareness. Yeah. I think that in order for you to know how to become who you want to be, you have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, you chart a path from, you know, that's, that's like, a, it's like when you're doing your Google Maps. You got you to gotta tell them where you are. You got to tell them where you're going mm-hmm. before you can really chart a path there. Wow. Um, Aish, have you been starting to do some of this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Where do you start when you start? I mean, I guess I, I I try to recognize whatever the triggers are, even if I don't necessarily know where they come from. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out if it's even necessary to know where they come from and just move forward. Or if you should do the digging. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Sure, therapy would help. Um, so it's a lot of that. And then being self-aware um, and being honest with myself. And, um, yeah, it's just a constant, constant journey of recognizing, oh, I'm doing this behavior and trying to nip it in the bud or curb it while it's Well, you, you brought up an interesting question of, like, which is the right answer of, right. like, digging deep, you know, finding the childhood whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, so CB, CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy, is the one that I talk a lot about on the show. Cognitive behavioral therapy is not about digging into your childhood unless it's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But what they will do is like, and that's what makes it a little bit more short term because so many people are are so anti-therapy because they're like, I don't want to sit there and pay all this money to talk about childhood issues and cry in front of somebody. And in and that's fine. Like there's, you know, there's no one path. That's the beauty of the world is there are multiple paths to getting out of your funk or whatever, you know, improving. And so, um, you know, psychoanalysis is the one that you have a therapist, which I did for two years when I first came out of crazy guy relationship a long time ago. And, and that was two years of fucking intensely crying, 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 figuring it out, figuring it out. And I was like, oh, so it was great. And, and, knowing like, oh my God, this thing had happened. But then I sort of switched over to cognitive behavioral where it's more short term. Mm -hmm. And what they do is like, as you tell maybe a story about something that's currently happening, they'll find, oh wait, here's the cognitive distortion of what you're thinking or saying. And they might ask a few questions to dig deeper to it. But it's just however however far down that rabbit hole you want to go. And it could just be, this is it, I don't know, and then they can yeah. still help you reframe that thought so that you have a more um, specific thing to apply right. versus some people just don't like, you know, regurgitating all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, uh, the point was there are options for yeah. people. Right. I've done both. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I like both. Um, I think what I enjoy about CBT is it's action-oriented. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, w- exposing your feelings and connecting with them, which right. is which is valuable, but it's also, okay, now what? Now what? Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's about finding ways and building tools to be more mature in your interactions with other people, right. which, I, which I find to be incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's valuable to understand where – 
you know, these things can come from. And that that can be part of the healing process, too. I mean, we, you know, this is a dating podcast. Right. So we can talk yeah. about some of the common mistakes that people make when they're dating. One of the biggest mistakes that we make, all of us, is we seek out relationships that repeat the mm. most damaging relationships in our lives. Right. So, you know, if you're someone who was abandoned by their father or feels some sense of abandonment through, you know, the, the primary male um, influence in your life, mm -hmm. you may seek out a male partner that reminds you of that relationship in the hopes of being able to solve it. Like right. this person reminds me of my father. I am trying to make this person accept me and choose me because my fa I never felt chosen by my father. Mm -hmm. Then this person rejects me and I wonder, there must be something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. As opposed to you're seeking out the same type of person over and over and over again, trying to heal a wound that that you experienced when you were a child. And that's not the way you heal that wound. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you heal that wound and then suddenly you may find that you're not attracted to those kind of men anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that so there there is a value in finding out and understanding where some of those emotions and those experiences come from. It can lead to forgiveness of a mm -hmm. person who mm -hmm. isn't even asking for that forgiveness, but sure. is able to, but, you know, forgiveness really isn't about them. It's about us anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can lead to uh, empathy, greater empathy for other people in your life, just because you now understand that the quote unquote abuser in your life was really just a human being trying to do their best. Like mm -hmm. it, it can lead to so many different developments. But I think that CBT, I, I, I think where, where I get a little lost in the psychoanalysis of it all is when it is really just about talking about your feelings and discovering your feelings, then it becomes a little self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. And I sure. think that's the danger. I think, I think when we're talking about personal development, there needs to kind of be a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like this is something I actually just recently talked to my therapist about where something came up and I guess like I was really triggered and upset and some childhood story came out and she's like, I've never heard that. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, there's lots of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but there does come a point where I chose that, yes, these things have happened, but I just don't want to live there anymore. Yeah. And, like, I get it. I can sit here and tell you about it. I can tell a million therapists about it if that's who I end up meeting. But I, at this point, am like, I'm good. I've, I've forgiven, I've moved on, yeah. but I now just know, I just need to figure out how to not be triggered by right. certain right. things right. or, again, make a bad choice because I'm trying to fix something in the past. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that, you know, there are times and places for both. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you're just going to have to make a decision about it because you're going to you're going to accept that terrible things happen to you. And then what? Right. You know, yeah. and mm -hmm. then the choice to move forward is yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, this this idea of being triggered because <clears throat> one of the things that has come up in um in, you know, my practice and my development is uh there the understanding of what being triggered actually is, where mm -hmm. where it comes from. It's that, you know, when we're children, you know, we're powerless, we're 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 vulnerable. Right. And we depend on the people around us to protect us and to keep us safe. Right. And so in the times where we feel unsafe and we have to protect ourselves, we developed very underdeveloped coping mechanisms. We sure. come up with ways to make ourselves feel safe. It can be as simple as I was expecting my mom to pick me up from school one afternoon and there were a lot of things going on in her life. She was three hours late. And now suddenly I have this sense of I can't rely on the people that mm -hmm. I love to take care of me when I have needs. And it may have just been the one time. But mm -hmm. now you've developed this because you'd felt vulnerable, this way to protect yourself. Yeah. And we develop these things as children because we have to find a way to protect ourselves. We're all designed to survive. Um, but the truth is that a lot of the that architecture, that that. Um, evolutionary uh, capability comes from actual physical immediate threats to mm -hmm. your safety, things that make you genuinely danger, danger, uh, endangered. Um, and we don't live in a society where we're being chased by bears anymore, mm -hmm. you know? So what ends up happening is we have these reactions to emotional threats mm -hmm. as opposed to physical threats, which are not actually going to be fatal. And yet we react to them as if they're going to be mm -hmm. fatal. We go into a 
reactionary state. Yeah. And you can actually sense this when it's happening. You can taste the adrenaline on your tongue. Mm. You can feel your skin start to get warmer. Your your muscles getting tense. You know, you might or like start me, to feel start warm. seeing red. Oof. You start seeing red. But that's <laughs> by the way, fast. and all of that my is a defense boils. mechanism. It's yeah. about like, okay, all of my every system in my body is preparing me to either fight or flee. Right. That's what's happening. Yeah. And so you're in this reactionary state feeling threatened, but it can be coming from something like, you know, somebody, you know, somebody asked you if the person that you were dating really meant a lot to you. And suddenly now you're in this defensive reactionary, I don't yeah. know, I feel like I need to fight because I feel threatened by a question, <laughs> but that's, that's where we live in. And, and yeah. you know, and it's, I think, I think that the more work that you do in this arena, the more you start to understand that like there's never a reason to react. Yeah. There's just mm -hmm. never is a reason. Yeah. And to, and to just separate yourself from the things that have happened to you, right? Because right. The, I know it sounds very cliche, but I think Carl Jung says it like, you are not the things that happened to you. Yeah. And right. I, and I think for all of us, we all have those aspects of like being just attached to our memories and attached to the things because again, they give us, they make our egos feel exactly. like we exist. Yeah. Yep. And oh, that happened. That meant I was still alive, even mm -hmm. if it was bad, right. you know? Um, and yeah, there are times where, especially on dates, like, I mean, when I hear some stories sometimes about people telling me like they went on a date and somehow it turned into like, you know, somebody was telling me they went out with a girl who just just laid everything out on date one and bawling and crying. I was like, whoa, yeah. that's somebody who, yeah. you know, you she the person might have just asked like the gentlest question like, hey, you want salad with the yeah. – yeah. And then it turned into a, you know what? I had a My buddy ex. growing yeah. up and yeah. she loved yeah. lettuce. Yeah. Right. Or somebody being like, oh, I had an ex and he never asked me if I ever wanted, and, you know, what yeah. I wanted. And then it's, you're like, holy shit. Um, so I, these things are, are really good to be like, what what are our, our patterns? I do think it's yes. important to look yeah. back. What are our patterns? And figure out like taking inventory and yeah. whether that's writing it down or asking friends or just looking back yeah. and reflecting um, however you want to do it um, to see, like, what are your patterns and mm -hmm. relationships? Like, I had to, you know, this podcast exists. It's called Kind of Dating mm. because I was a former commitment phobe. Yeah. And he's he goes, former? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I said I, nothing. I saw his face. <laughs> My face, I don't control that. <laughs> No, but it's it's something that I am still very acutely yeah. aware of that that my first reaction can always be I don't want a relationship yeah. or I don't want a commitment. Which is I not don't. true. And that's the thing. Yeah. And then I but I but I know it's almost like depression or anxiety, yeah. right? Yeah. If you know that you have that, you have to be aware at all times that the way your body will react to protect itself yeah. is going into a state of anxiety yeah. and depression. Mm -hmm. So like, if you know that about you, you know that you can fix that. Mm -hmm. So for me, because I know I have the flea response, I totally do. And I, I my dad even tells me yeah. this, you know. And so I have to be even more like, oh, wait, wait, yeah. stop. Like, yeah. if you don't I'm, mind me telling our story. Yeah. But in the beginning, um, and I had just come out of being in a serious relationship with my ex who I was living with. And I didn't expect to meet you and like you and— being a real, like, I just wasn't expecting it was one month after. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And then, and I wasn't seeing anybody else. And you were like, hey, do you, can we make it official? And I at first was like, oh, yeah. can we pause for a second? I remember that. And just because I was, again, I wasn't seeing anybody else, yeah. but I was like, yeah. uh, I was just somebody's girlfriend and this went really bad. And yeah. I just might, maybe I don't need this title. And then I remember, like it was around Christmas. It was mm -hmm. like after your holiday party. Yeah, it was after the holiday and party. like you asked me again. And I remember at that time going like, stop for a second. You know, your response is to flee for no reason. Mm. And so, but then I was like, am I feeling threatened? No. Do I like this person? Yes. Do I want to see anybody else? No. Does it give him safety? 
Mm-hmm. If even if I didn't feel like a label was important, I was like, does it make him feel secure? And I was like, yes, that was it. And so I was like, I wanted to be with you, but I was also like, if my I had to talk myself, you know, yeah. you had to just rationally talk yourself out of your commitment yeah. phobia if that's what you have. And yeah. so for me, like that's what I have. And so you always have to stay on top of it. Um, I, I also have commitment phobia, by the way. I, I do. <laughs> I remember. I, yeah. So, I mean, so like I totally understand everything yeah. that you're saying. I yeah. know exactly that feeling. I know exactly that instinct. And I know exactly that thought process to go through the, okay, what is happening? What are you going through? Yeah. Why are you feeling this way? What is it that you actually want? Yeah. I was yeah. like, did I? I don't want to see anybody else. So I was like, so what difference does this title make? I was like, yeah. it doesn't. And I was like, and it, yeah. you know, makes him also feel good and again, to know that this is a thing. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, But that took a lot of looking back. And, you know, when I first discovered that I I had it, I was super (laughs) surprised because um, I had been in these very lengthy, you know, four-year, two-and-a-half-year, year year relationship. I was like, I don't have commitment phobia. Until I thought back to my earliest, the four-year relationship, I remember him— and it was maybe a year into us dating, he was so like, we're going to be together. And I think he had said something, or we got in some argument, and I said, you know, when you have kids one day, what, are you going to act like this or something? And he said, what do you mean when I have kids, Uh when we have kids? And I was like, Uh, (laughs) And I just like freaked out. (laughs) And that was my first thing of like, whoa, oh shit. How how dare he (laughs) suggest that we might still be together when I'm ready to have children? How dare he? And that's what I had to be like, wait, what am I doing? Like, but that natural response is something I felt with everybody. And and it it was never like I've ever been like, I wanna be It gets better. Yeah, yeah. And now now I like I and and then I think of dating people in different states. (laughs) Dating people in different countries. Right. I had to learn what's my commitment phobia where I was like, oh, I'm in something, but I'm not in something. I'm free enough. And yeah. and so my whole journey took me to, oh, I feel like I need to feel free. And that doesn't mean um, free in the in the sense of like somebody bossing me around. I just need to— Or even free in the sense that, like, I can do anything that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's just a feeling of, like, somebody accepts me— For who you are. And I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, no. Right? I accept you. Yeah. yeah, Which which is the, like, sometimes I just want to sit by myself and not talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really what it is, is the fear of commitment is not a fear of commitment. It's a fear of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fear of being exposed, of being seen, and not being accepted for that. Mm-hmm. And that is, an, you know, it attacks your ego. Yeah. Like it all comes down, it all goes down to the very primal parts of who we are and what it is that we yeah. want out of life. And that's, and that's totally understandable. Like it's, by the way, it's not even about freedom. It's not about being free. It's about being free to be yourself. Wow. Yeah. And, and feeling like, well, if I'm going to be in a relationship, I have to be someone that I don't want to be mm-hmm. because I've got to make this other person happy. And now I've got to make this person happy and I can't be myself. Now I can't do this for the rest of my life. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And none of that's true. Yeah. If you're in the wrong relationship, it might be true. Right. But it's not true just to be in a relationship. Yeah. And that is, it, there's a lot of rational talking yourself out of your shit yeah. kind of stuff. Like for me, that feeling of free is... Growing up in a home where my dad was so overprotective of me that I had no freedom and I couldn't do anything and I couldn't think a thought without everybody knowing what that thought was. And so it's almost like, ah, like all I used to do was like sit out, like look out a window and be like, what's the world like out there where I (laughs) don't have to. So then when I'm in something and people expect stuff of me all the time, I'm like, ah, just let me be free for a second, which is like, let me come home. And, like, not yeah. talk to anybody or, you know, I, where I don't want to tell everybody exactly what I'm doing, which is why I loved our relationship so much. Mm-hmm. And this is something people have asked me a lot about, which is, like, people love to tell each other exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And I was like, if you trust somebody enough, you don't. And that was what I loved about you and I is, like, you and I take tons of meetings. I know you have a ton of female friends. I have male friends. I don't remember a time where either of us was ever like, hey, 
who are you meeting tonight? Mm-hmm. I don't even think we ever asked a name. No. It would always just be like, hey, I got plans tonight. I got to meet. All right, cool. Great. I'll yeah. see you tomorrow. I, I mean, Maybe my whole feeling tomorrow. was if I'm if I'm someone that I love being with and I'm with someone who doesn't love being with me, that's not my problem. It's mm-hmm. theirs, you know? Uh, and so, you know, I mean, it, it, which makes trust, maybe that's not even trust. That might not even be trust. That might just be like, you go do you, and if you end up doing something I don't like, I won't be around anymore. Right. Like, yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. I'm not going to obsess and and impose my will on you just to keep myself yeah. feeling secure. Yeah. Strong sense of self. Strong but, but sense it, of yeah. self. But it takes, Self-awareness. So, yeah. Step one. Mm-hmm. It takes It takes time, you know? It, it takes takes time to get there. Work. Yeah. Work. Yeah, and to yeah. stay on top yeah. of it all the time. Um I mean, have you guys ever asked people what they think you you need to, which is hard. Ooh, we should do that. We should <laughs> okay, do that yeah, yeah. right oh, here. We should God. do that okay. right here. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, um, um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask. Okay, what is it that you think that I, both of you answer, yeah. which, which, what do you think I could be working on? Um, see if I already have it on my list. <laughs> uh, I would say... I would say, but this might, this might, and you might have already, this might have Maybe. been a thing that's already hey. improved on. <laughs> um, uh, I think you're a very deep person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, getting deeper with the other person. Yeah. Mm. Getting know? deeper with the other person. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100% true. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely something that I've been working through. Yeah. And I think that I, I made a lot of ground with yeah. my last relationship. But yeah, that's a yeah, hard I mean, thing. Man, two years. It's a real yeah. hard. It, that's that is that is a hard thing for me. Is I you know is is getting deep with the other person. Yeah. It, it goes to the commitment and the and the and that, yeah. that vulnerability of it all. You but know? that is where you know that's the magic of relationships. Yeah. I've, I'm like that's the best part because that's where the intimacy builds and that's where you know when you know real stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Aisha? Can I just co-sign? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Sorry. That's cool. She's like, I don't, I don't know. know enough. Okay, go. <laughs> right. You can do me now. Okay. All right, cool. Um, I would say. Hmm. I would say. I would say putting yourself first more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a huge empath, but figuring out how to cut that a little bit. You know, yeah. and making sure that you're taken care of before these other people are taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's that. a really good one. It's <laughs> yeah. a really good one. I'm I'm going to piggyback on that. Not there quite cosign, but I'm gonna add. <laughs> I'm gonna add a little more to it. There we go. I I think that um, I think that the the other thing to do is also not. It's not just about other people's needs of having your own, mm-hmm. but also not allowing somebody else's emotional reality become your emotional mm. reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely one I have realized yeah. I It's a, it is a da- <laughs> it is a, it is one of the biggest dangers that an empath has. Oh yeah. Is yeah. they end up feeling what the other people around them yeah. are feeling. Well, it was it was interesting because I think I mentioned this before the holidays mm-hmm. where um something happened and I ended up in a really stupid situation and I realized that like, oh, this is like I had to do some dig- like uh, digging deeper of, of what kind of empath I am. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's something off. Like there's something else going on. And I realized like I'm an intuitive empath, mm-hmm. which is almost like, I mean, one, I, I almost sense things before other people have sensed it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's me as a kid. Like, I've always just— and I, I read mechanisms. Yeah, but I read social cues almost too well. Mm-hmm. And then, like— Now and suddenly then I've, the other person is feeling exposed because you're all, you don't yes. want to be here. And they're like, okay, I was trying real hard not to get that out. Right. But you're right. I yeah. do not want to be here. I right. want to be someplace yeah. else. And yeah. so I'm, like, already ahead of the game yeah. and then nobody else is there. Yeah. And then, you know, so it ends up me taking care of somebody else mm-hmm. where I'm just trying to right. not take on yeah. a lot of that energy, yeah. which is, again, one of the reasons introvert needs to go home and be right. by herself yeah. where I'm like, there's no, I'm not absorbing anything yeah. but my fucking television. Right. And, right. You know, yeah. Bojack. Horses. Just watching yeah. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, those are yeah. great ones. Do, do you want to play? Yeah. Sure. All right. Because I already because I already have one. Oh, you have I got one. one. I do. Great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I think just 
just knowing yourself and feeling confident and comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would, that would be what I would sort of piggyback on is, mm-hmm. is, uh, con- like you are such a confident person with your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, if you see Aisha out on the fucking dance floor, <laughs> You would be like, who the fuck are you? Because then when you see Aisha at work or in other settings, she's so demure and sort of quiet, and which is yeah. obviously we all have mm. yeah. different levels to yeah. us. Right. Um, but I would love to see you sort of own that queen mentality in other aspects so that, so that when you're in a relationship and you meet somebody that— right. You are like, oh, bitch, I'm a fucking queen. You need to earn this shit, not the other way around. When you're in a relationship with someone, do you, that's someone that you really like, Mm -hmm. do you tend to be more of a queen or more demure? Oh, definitely more demure. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence is definitely, I've gotten that before. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's all it's always a, yeah, it's always a, a work yeah. in progress, right? Yeah. All of us yeah. are. All of us. Um, but it's good. I mean, you just said the exact same thing to me, though, right? right. Which is like put yourself first. Mm. Which is I seem like I'm super confident, and I think in a lot of situations I can be, but in a lot of times I, I'm not, and and I've I've also had to talk myself through like, oh, I deserve somebody good. I deserve somebody Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like Chad was one of the best people I've dated because I think I was at a point where I was like, oh, I deserve to be with somebody who's good and put together and treats me nicely and speaks well and, you know, like all those things. So I think that that's all a work in progress. Oh, yeah. Um, But the fact that one big thing I remember my therapist telling me was the fact that you are aware and, like, are coming. Because I used to come to therapy and be like, I'm the problem. And she's like, "Yeah." the fact that you're coming in here thinking you're the problem means you're not the problem. Because, like, you have awareness to know. Mm -hmm. So it's just tools. Like, we all have aspects of our personality that just need to to come out. It's just tools. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that got deep, guys. Yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- well, we asked each other, but like, what are your things that you guys want to? Is it is it that exactly I'm still, what like, we that, like, touched I'm still on? working on? That's a big one. Yeah, you know, I think that one one of the big things, like I said, I'm trying very hard to live a life of not being triggered. I want to yeah. disconnect all my buttons mm-hmm. so that no one can push them and get me to do anything. Um, you don't want to be a robot, right? No, no, that's no robots. No, I don't want to be a robot. I'm just disconnecting all the buttons. That's yeah. what's why I'm doing it. But um, like that's like the big thing. And so just like and, and by the way, it becomes one of those things where you're like, all right, I disconnected all the buttons, and then it's like, oh wait, there's a whole another panel under this, <laughs> and there's buttons. and there's just there's just layers and layers and layers. And so like that's that's a journey I will be on for a really long time. But I guess the thing that I'm that I really feel like is my mission of the day is it's about vulnerability. It's mm-hmm. just being comfortable being vulnerable saying the thing that I don't feel comfortable saying yeah. because I'm afraid how somebody is going to judge me for it mm-hmm. or living a life the way that I want to live it because I'm afraid that somebody's going to judge me for it like mm-hmm. that's really hard mm-hmm. yeah and is. and you and you just find yourself hiding in so many different aspects of your life I find myself I can't put this on anybody else I find myself hiding in so many different corners of Same. my life mm-hmm that I didn't even realize I was hiding in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm a total <laughs> badass geek dude. And for a really long time, that was something that I tried to cover or yeah. something that I, you know, carried some shame around. Yeah. And um, and that's really hard to let go of. But at the same time, it's who I am. It's, it right. really is just a part of me, so. Hey, you're so lucky, though, now. Nerd culture is... I know, it's all the right Everybody's now. trying uh, to be a nerd. It, you know, and it, Everybody's a it's fake true. nerd. It's true. It's still... And it, yet it's still hard because yeah. that the, that wiring is so ingrained yeah. deeply. Yeah, of but, course. Um, but yeah, ultimately just being vulnerable, being willing to say the thing that I'm afraid to say because I, I don't want someone to judge me for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% the same thing. I think that's yeah. where the confidence issues stem yeah. from. And for whatever reason, it really is mostly just in romantic relationships. Everywhere else, it's pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, the same thing. I mean, l- life wouldn't wouldn't be a journey, <laughs> right? If we exactly. if we didn't have every 
I mean, it, life has a way of balancing us out yeah, where right. it's like, oh, if you're if you're really great with family and whatever, then maybe your weak point is a career. If your career is right. awesome, then your weak point is a romantic, like, you yeah, know, right. romantic relationship. So there's always something. Um, so yours is confidence mm-hmm. yeah. for that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you guys yeah. definitely, you hit yeah. it. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is the triggering mm-hmm. stuff for sure. I think um, it was really interesting because uh, being, you know, in this, in the room now, uh, mm. we end up uh, having all these sort of life discussions about things and and something my showrunner brought up to me. So my showrunner loves me and mm. I love him. Kevin Henn, shout out. He's awesome. Um, but he's also sort of taken me under his wing in a sense of like uh, on a on a life level mm-hmm. where he's very like you deserve to be here mm-hmm. and he's so insists mm. on me believing I deserve to be on this earth and in that room and yeah. and so basically we had an incident where you know my episode was airing and I got weirded out about sitting in the chair and, you know, we were rehearsing in front of the, the cast and they put four chairs out, these director chairs. And it's usually like the showrunner, EP, an exec and like the writer. Yeah. And everybody was trying to push me to go sit on the chair because it was my week. But coming from, you know, sort of this like Indian mentality of like, oh, always be humble, yeah. stay in the back, don't attract attention. And like... I am very conscious of, you know, Chad understands this from, like, being an actor who also is a writer. I'm so cognizant of, like, I never want anybody to think I'm I'm, I'm ever trying to show myself. So, like, I go to work extra covered, you know. I wear less makeup. I do everything less. And, And so when I was there, they were trying to push me into the chair. And somebody else not related made a comment about why was I sitting in the chair after everybody pushed me and it got me so upset that I— And they were were just messing with you? Is that what was— No, they were just being an idiot. But, like, I exited, and Kevin was the one who's like, wait, I told you to sit there. Yeah. And, like, you are supposed to sit there. And the director, everybody was on my—they were like, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. But the idea of, like, why did I not feel like I could—I deserve that— and so he was like, our goal for all of us is going to be to make sure you feel like you deserve this. Yeah. And so that was a very kind thing for him to do. But I also realized that was my life mm. sort of where that's why I ended up picking up this book, Body Keeps Score. And I was like, what is this about me mm-hmm. that gets triggered in these situations that I shrink yeah. And um and so that book has been like really really crazy of like stuff I as you read it it's like almost like a textbook. So it is a hard read, yeah. but <laughs> when you read it you start piecing things together that yeah. you forgot. I was like, "Oh my god, that thing happened." And you know, for for my situation it was something that like my therapist brought to my attention. You know, I and this was a story I told her about a story where I was um Guys, you're going to find out my age. Um, I was 21 uh, in Canada when um, my, uh, when like I got selected for something called the Lancôme Mille Femme, which is like a thousand of the most creative women in the city of Toronto mm-hmm. by Lancôme. And so there were all these like really, really famous people and then these like young protégés. So somebody had to nominate you mm-hmm. and somehow I got nominated and I was like, huh? And I'm like, me? For all these big people? I'm like, who, who the fuck would do that? And But I forgot that I was, like, known at the time in Canada, but as, like, a, as like a young actor, dancer, whatever. Yeah. And so I got this invite to this gala, and they were, like, they're doing a photo shoot with us and these, like, big supermodels and all that. I was like, what the hell? And I told my parents about it, and they were like, this is a scam. Or it was my dad. He was like, this is a scam. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm— I don't know. It says Lancome. Like, right. But, I mean, it seems so unusual to me, too, to get this, like, very cool email that I got nominated, but they don't know who. And and so then I went, and I was like, well, I'm not going to not go to this photo shoot, so let me just go see. And it was a real thing. Yeah. And then there was a gala. And then I'm like, oh, now there's a gala. Will you guys want to come? And they were like, no, it's not real. They just refused to believe it. 
And so then I ended up going with my girlfriend and the gala then aired on television. And then my parents were like, oh, fuck, that was real? <laughs> and so, like, of course, they apologized. They, like, didn't realize. But what that message sent me yeah. was, I'm not good enough. Right. Or I didn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. And so then you see that those tiny yeah. little moments carry yeah. such a big significance later in your life. Well, sure. So. Because these were, these were two people— yeah. significant people in your life yeah. who who we all draw value from our parents, mm-hmm. you know, and and if and of course, you know, in in hindsight, we know that wasn't where they were coming from. It wasn't that they didn't believe that you deserved it. They, they were trying to protect you. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was coming from a place of we don't want this to we don't want our daughter to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not because she doesn't deserve it, but because we want to protect her from all the things that might cause her totally. harm. And sometimes we do that to ourselves too. Um, sometimes that 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 voice becomes the voice inside us that keeps us from doing things that we want to do because yeah. we're trying to avoid that harm. Mm-hmm. But but that it's it it does. It, mm-hmm. Your body keeps the score. It really yeah. does. Yeah. And then the and this comes back to again the CBT, CBT thing. Not is, CBD. Yeah, I know. Which is where CBD. my brain keeps wanting yeah. to I keep wanting to say CBD. Um, but it, <laughs> <laughs> but it comes back to that because then when I came to talk to my therapist about it, it it was like I've forgiven my parents. I have such a close relationship with them. Everybody knows that, and like, so I don't have any animosity about it. But the messaging is still ingrained in my yeah. body. Yeah. So like, how do I break the cycle of that messaging? That's sort of like negative feedback or whatever that yeah. feedback loop. Yeah. It's it's giving some message. It's making me act away. It's yeah. giving another message, and you know. So how do I break that chain? Yeah. And that's what my sort of journey now is. Is like okay, kind of like yours. Like how do I break this r- certain reactive yeah. chains? Or basically to make decisions more from an empowered place. That's coming from again yeah. deservancy. Yeah. Then. How would a healthy yeah. adult respond to this particular situation mm-hmm. as right. opposed to the wounded child? Yeah. 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 And one, you know, one thing for me has been things like even social media. Like I used to be much more sort of small about things. I wouldn't share stuff so much. And now I've just been like, you know, fuck it. Like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like if you don't like me, cool. Don't have yeah. to. You can yeah. just ignore it. Plenty Go of people like me. me. Go somewhere else. I don't need you. <laughs> I get likes. I got. Like, I get likes. You know. I don't need your hates. Um, but all these things. So you can. Every little step matters. Yeah. I also think it's important um, to realize that there are multiple steps between. Right. I'm feeling this, and I am reacting this way. Mm. I don't think that you ever really completely disconnect from what it is that you're feeling. And I think sure. I think being triggered, that initial feeling that you get, it might become less, right. it might become quieter, mm-hmm. but it never completely goes away. Mm-hmm. It's really more about getting to a place where you are aware of it. Yeah. and can respond to it rather than react to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so like I my my internal dialogue is usually, you know, because I, I I recognize that voice and that reactive part of me that gets triggered. I recognize it as my shadow self, mm-hmm. and I recognize that it's there to protect me, and therefore it loves me, mm-hmm. and I should appreciate it. But I don't always have to use it. I don't always need it. Mm-hmm. And so right. for me, it's really more about saying, "Thank you. I heard you. I'm okay." I'm going to do it this way instead, yeah. but I really appreciate that you're there. Mm-hmm. And liter- I mean, literally, I will sometimes say that out loud if I can. I will certainly say it in my head. Mm-hmm. And that helps. God, that helps yeah, me. Wow. It helps me so much because it was just, it's, it's almost like the voice goes, all right, cool. I just want to make sure you heard me. <laughs> I bet. All right. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Um, when, though, is there a point as we start wrapping out, when... Do we stop also over, you know, sometimes you can be over aware and yeah. sort of overanalyzing and doing overthinking everything yeah. and not just living. Like, so how, when can we, because really the truth is the personal growth sort of journey goes on till the day we die. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, hopefully, if you are an aware person, it does. So how much of it, what's the balance between improving and living? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like when you talk about 
how much alcohol can you drink before it becomes a problem? Right. Right? <laughs> so it's... I wish I asked myself that I chose that example. <laughs> no, I think, I think it is kind of the same thing. I uh-huh. think that we can become addicted to a lot of things mm-hmm. in life and being addicted to self-improvement is, mm. a, is a big one. I, I, I've watched that happen too. I think that when it starts, when you can feel it getting in the way of actually living your life, of connecting right. to people. If you find yourself constantly correcting everything that everybody's doing, mm. then you're probably too into this. If you find yourself not engaging with people or not engaging with the world in the moment because you're constantly trying to evaluate how you are feeling at right. any moment, then you're probably doing it a little too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of how I see it. It's just how does it affect are you living the life that you want to live? Right. And if you are, then you're you're in great shape. If you're not, and the reason you're not is because you're overthinking everything that you do, then that's another button that you need to mm-hmm. disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you're overthinking to the point where you're no longer living life and enjoying life yeah. and being able to experience these things that you're thinking about, yeah. you know, then I think that is definitely when it's time to let it fly a little bit. Yeah. Let, let yeah. stuff happen. But, you know, you've heard those people who there's always like guys can tend to do this a lot, it, though not as much in the personal development on, on the psychological level. But guys a lot will be like, well, I'll get in a relationship when everything is like oh, when sure. when they're ready. What's the, what's the word? Uh, fuck. This is what happens. I hang over brain, guys. But that idea of, like, they have everything sorted out first. Yeah. And, uh, and— That never for, happens. That's exactly right. it, right? <laughs> right. Because some that's people are like, lie. well, when when I get the career right and the car right and the Money the clothes right, right, right and then yeah. myself right, yeah. then I'll meet— the, By the like, way, in that order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got the clothes, got the car, got, right. the, got the job. Now I can now, start working on me. Right. Hey, you got to be honest. That's a yeah. lot of dudes. It's a lot of dudes. It is. A lot of the— it's 100% hey, a lot of dudes. But also, that's the that's a lie. Mm-hmm. None of that's right. true. That's not the reason that people don't get into the relationship. I think it it really does come down to, and by the way, like we joke, the last thing that you do is you work on yourself because you've got nothing else to work on. But that's oh. it's true. A lot of people do that. They mm-hmm. avoid dealing with themselves because that's an awkward, ego crushing you know, a uh, vulnerable thing to do is to really focus on like, well, why am I shitty? What is it about me that makes me shitty and how can I be less shitty? Yeah. Like to start that conversation is really uncomfortable. Yeah. So, I'm like the opposite. I work too much on myself. Now yeah. I need to work on my car. Is that, ah! <laughs> is that why you said, is that why you asked That's like, so what, at what point am I doing, are you doing too much on yourself? Right. Is that why you asked? No, no, because, I was, that, no, I'm just, but well, yeah, I mean, it? yeah, actually. But well, okay. also, because I saw you driving a Tesla and I was like, geez, oh, I need to get a new car. No, that's, right. that's not a, we, we, we don't talk about my car. We don't talk about my car. <laughs> I do like it though. Uh, thank you. I it's love so my awesome. car. I love my car. Um, Hashtag, at Tesla. At Elon Musk. Elon. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you would like to sponsor yeah. our Seriously. podcast. I got um, Nike, got Elon. <laughs> I'm bringing everybody in. So well. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this out. Okay. What do we, what's the final message for personal development? What are we, how, working on yourself? Um, peeps? I think, uh, I think that it is, it is really important to know where you want to go and who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's the guiding star. And then and if you can't do that, then that's the work that you should be doing is figuring out who do you want to be and where do you want to go? Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people start the journey and they don't really know the answer to that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love what you do with the whole shadow self thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to reiterate that is yeah. uh, thank, thank that person and um, tell me it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to try something different. I yeah. love that. Hug that young self. Hug yeah. the young self. Yeah. You know, got, give got him or her stuff. or they a little love. A little right. love. Um, yeah, because you, you know, you'll be a better person. Mm-hmm. You'll be a better partner. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you'll have um, more enjoyable experiences. Even if you've had a life of shitty experiences, guys, Yeah, it can get better. It can get better. And sure. so you just got to sort of, yeah. you know, put in a little of that work. Yeah. But it's fun yeah. after a point. It really yeah. is. It really is, especially when you start to see things changing around you. Mm-hmm. The yeah. relationships that you're in change. The you know the the way that you feel about mm-hmm. your parents changing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you start mm-hmm. doing that work, and you realize, oh my gosh, I am just happier, mm-hmm. and nothing has changed except for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really that's really powerful. Totally. Yeah. 
Um, well, friends. Friends. This is it. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Of course. It's my pleasure. Um, you are very wise. Uh, and and you're a, a good egg, so yeah. thank you for everything and on a personal single. level. And he's single. <laughs> still single. <laughs> it didn't change from an hour ago. Nope. So <laughs> Again, though, guys, please don't reach out to me about it. Reach out to Aisha. You can reach out to Aisha. <laughs> yeah, <you can> reach <laughs> out to <laughs> how to get in touch with Chad or Karina yeah. or Adam, any of the others. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just awkward. Just you know, it's right. just weird. Yeah. It's just awkward. It is. Totally. I'm being, I'm being yeah. straight up about it. I'm yeah. putting myself first. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah, not for nothing, but I, <laughs> I have had people reach out to me and be like, hey, do you know Natasha? I saw that you're friends with, could you? Could you? It's like, no, uh, I will not. No way. No, I will not. so gross. Oh, big I no. Big Wait, because they didn't Incorrect. know we were dating? Correct. Oh, oh stupids. Okay. Well, stupids. <laughs> Look at somebody's fucking Dumb dums. <laughs> Idiots. Um, well, we already did your six questions. Thank God. So <laughs> if you would like to hear Chad's very uh, insightful answers, you can check out the last episode on healthy breakups, um, of which we've had a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's great. It's, gr- it's been wonderful. <laughs> um, thank you, Chad, for being thank on you. the show. Thank you, um, I don't think you really want people to find you, but if you do... Uh, I You can find me on Facebook. Um, I am also at Chad, F-K-E-N-N, on Instagram. But my account is private. If I don't accept you, it's not personal. I don't really <laughs> check it that often. <laughs> there you go. Um, guys, we are also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. And I am at Aisha... Well, where am I? Aisha says dance across all social media networks. And if you want to get into fitness, I am at Aisha Renee Fitness Bay, B-A-E, on Instagram. Yes, follow that. Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Thank you. And uh, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindofdating at gmail.com. Okay, we've rehearsed this yes. now. So <laughs> Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. try. Till next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producers are Jenna Ribbing and Adam Pineless. And our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.